Good morning, evening, or afternoon, everybody, depending on when you're listening. My name is Soupy Max. And my name's Gavin. And welcome to the Clone War Room, Episode 3, Revenge of the Clones. Today we're going to be talking about rising malevolence, shadow of malevolence, destroying malevolence, and rookies. This batch of episodes, I think massively improves over last week. Oh yeah, I felt like all these episodes were pretty pretty good. Yeah, like it, most of them revolve around the malevolence, obviously, a, a very solid three-parter that feels like it should have been the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, definitely watching like I didn't watch these episodes back to back, but I mean again, like if you can edit that movie and make it a movie, like if you can edit the move all those episodes into the Clone Wars movie, you could have done it for malevolence and I would have malevolence was so much more enjoyable than the movie it as, as like a cohesive story yeah it absolutely was and then we got rookies as well which is a domino squad episode yeah our boys are back even <laughs> just one episode later they're too popular yeah absolutely i mean like it's it's only one episode later they're pretty popular but uh we'll talk about what happens to our precious yeah. precious boys when we come to it right now Let's get started on talking about rising malevolence. So in this episode, Grievous is finally introduced. He's a very mustache twirling droid. Yep. Uh, pretty cool dude, all things considered. And he's got a brand new toy called, you guessed it, the Malevolence. Shoots a big old ion ray that acts as an EMP, disabling all power from all the Republic ships. And only one escape pod, which contains... What is it? Jedi foe? Jedi Master Plo Ploku. Yeah. Yeah. Ploku, as well as a small squadron of clones and a clone. Like, I don't want to say commander because he's not an armor. What is he? Oh, I think it is Wolf. Is it commander? I don't know, but it's some. I think they call him Wolf. Mm. Is it Wolf? I, you might. Someone might have to correct me. I want to say it's Wolf. Yeah, but regardless, they're bo they're all trapped in an escape pod and awaiting certain doom from droids. Can they find help? Well, we're going to talk about it right now. This episode was great. Yeah, I actually seriously love this episode. It like just straight out the opening you is pretty terrifying. Like, so what happens is Master Plo Koon he's got his fleet right, and they ambush the malevolence. General Grievous fires up the ion beam, and it paralyzes these ships. And you just see them rain laser fire on these ships, and they're all like being annihilated. Yeah, I was like, "Oh man, this is legitimately terrifying." You're it powerless is. to stop this weapon. That's something that I really like about Grievous. He just has an overwhelming sense of menace. I feel like oh, he yeah. is just—he's very effective at making you feel over or underpowered in comparison to his massive arsenal of lasers and ions and droids and man he's just so damn cool it, 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 the ship actually is a kind of a perfect kind of um extension of grievous because grievous is also this terrifying thing that like he has like four lightsabers he's actually he's a pretty calculating general and then you have this ship that's like this over it's just a nice extension of just his personality of this very over the top overblown all-powerful ship yeah that can decimate a fleet yeah and seriously i love the design of the malevolence yeah. as well it's ship such is great. a unique ship like we barely see anything like it throughout the rest of the series what's cool is it's unique but at the same time it's very clear oh that's a ship of the confederacy like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you could like you can tell that's a ship for the separatists but at the same time it is very unique uh the way it's designed with like the shark kind of like yeah and this it's it's a good looking ship it is a goddamn threat which just shreds through all these republican ships and you just it's fun to watch like you kind of feel like grievous as you're watching oh, he's it, totally like, oh, yes he's totally enjoying just like watching these helpless clones die i mean um, it's grievous he's gonna he, he's gonna be enjoying quite a bit of that yeah and it's fun it's fun to see like because throughout the episode, Grievous and Count Dooku, they have that. Because Count Dooku's with Grievous, they're like testing the ship, and it's cool to see kind of like them master apprentice relationship they have that we never see in the movies. Yeah, but you get to kind of see a little bit here, where at the end of the day, Count Dooku's the top dog, and Grievous is just like, right, gotta follow orders. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting. I, I I look at it as if it's like a parent looking at their child testing out a new bike. They yeah. want to make sure that he doesn't mess up the bike. He doesn't get hurt. Well, but less that he doesn't get hurt, Kaduka's kind of an abusive dad. He's well. Think about this. Like, I mean, think about this relationship. Like, granted, the malevolence is a huge weapon, and it's obviously a big deal for the separatists, as this could turn the tide for the war. 
But Count Dooku still doesn't trust, like, Count Dooku doesn't trust General Grievous. Yeah. If this was, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan, I feel like Obi-Wan would be like, all right, Anakin, you can test this thing on your own. I don't need to be there. Nope. Dooku's like, I need to be here. I need to make sure that this weapon is top-notch. Yeah, it's a much more authoritarian relationship for sure, which I find super interesting. You know, I heard a bit of outside of uh, expanded lore recently about Dooku where he apparently is, like, super racist towards cyborgs, which... Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because, like, why is he still working with Grievous, if that's the case? I mean, you can still be racist, because, like, at the end of the day, like, you can hate Grievous, but Grievous is a Jedi killer. Like, it's more of, like, I hate you, but, like, you clearly do your job you results. Well. And, like, I never got the idea that Dooku likes Grievous in this episode. Oh, me neither. I wouldn't, I wouldn't interpret it as racism, but I never interpreted it as... I always interpret it as Dooku's just like, fuck you, Grievous. You're just a tool. I really love that, too, that, like, Grievous has to work for Count Dooku's respect. Because, like, he strikes so much of, like, a, of like an imposing figure when you compare it to Dooku. Like, yeah, yeah he, Dooku's literally, like, Dooku's slender, like, straight-lined design, like, contrast with uh, Grievous's more, like, angular, sharp, and just huge figure, and I think that's just so interesting that there's that kind of power dynamic. Yeah. Because usually in most fantasy and sci-fi, it's the other way around, where, like, the oppressive ruler will have, like, a subordinate who's, like, super, somewhat calm and because he's taken over, but man, I love that dynamic between the two. Yeah, they, they have a very interesting relationship, and it's cool that you get to see a little bit there in the way, like, the little exchanges they have. Like, at the very end, when, like, Plo Koon gets away, Count is like, just like kind of glares at Grievous and walks away. And Grievous is so fucking pissed. Yeah. He like threatens droids. Like he, you could tell that he's writhing in anger. He is so pissed at what just happened. Yes. Seriously. Let me just double check that it's in this episode, but like Grievous has an, an, an interaction with like some droids where, uh, I just found it friggin' hilarious. Uh, yeah, there's this one droid is just like, I can't hit him. And then Grievous immediately just like backhands his yes, head right off. That's it's okay. amazing. I think it's in the next episode, but there's like the tr one droid's like, wow, these clones are really easy to hit. And one droid's like, I, I still can't hit him. <laughs> and Grievous just <laughs> chops his head off. He immediately gets replaced. And I'm like, too. okay, that's pretty funny. It's a good bit for sure. But going off of, uh, Plo Koon, he escapes with, uh, with several other clones. But they're rescued by Anakin and Ahsoka. Spoiler. I mean, we're going to talk about that anyway, but like, let's talk about like their time in the pod. Cause I found that to be legitimately like threatening. You get oh, a yeah. real sense of isolation and dread just in like the second they find like a glimmer of hope in another escape pod, they Pokun yeah. turns it around with a force only to see that it has been crushed and the glass is broken. And there are several dead clones on the inside. It's a, it's actually a pretty terrible, like all the stuff with Plo Koon and the clones and the escape pod is pretty terrifying. Not just because like the pod, it's like so cramped and like closed. It's not like you can like walk around, like you're just kind of sitting down and like, you're so helpless. Um, it, again, this episode, Malevolence captures just this idea of helplessness in war. Like yeah. you are at the sheer mercy of literally Plo Koon could do nothing. He could, he had to wait. He, he could do nothing. I mean, he, he, oh, yeah. Well, as far as getting rescued, for sure. Yes. Um, And so, like, and throughout the episode, there's sprinkles of like, oh, my God, are, are they being hunted? You see, like, yeah, you seem like you find the broken escape pod and there's another escape pod they find. It's like being destroyed by the droids. Oh, my God. That was like threatening. It's so scary because yeah. that was the that was like another thing where it's just like, oh, crap, we finally found someone else. We found like another uh, we found another pod. Let's see if we can help them help us. But then they find the pod destroyer manned by several droids, which this is like the first and only time where I found them mildly yeah. threatening. No, I thought the droids and it was really because the pod crusher, how it just like grabs yeah. your pod and crushes it. I'm like, oh, that's and then the way all the clones just flew out of there screaming to their death. Yeah. And like, grab oh, man, like, I'm not going to lie. It's gruesome. It's pretty scary, like terrifying to watch. Yeah, like, oh, that's good stuff. And like, then. So, like, when the droid's like, oh, there's Plo Koon, let's go kill them, there's a real sense of, oh, shit, are they going to be, are they going to fucking... Like, even with Plo Koon being a Jedi, it still felt threatening just because they are alone. That's what, ca that's what I found super interesting, because, like, even though Jedi are super overpowered and, truth be told, they do get out of the situation relatively easily once they finally get their footing around the uh, destroyer... 
it still felt like a threat. Oh, yeah. I think just shows how the writing prowess of this team is just so excellent. Like they made this thing manned by useless droids scary. I think it's a, it's also a credit to just like how well they can craft atmosphere mm-hmm. and like the whole like the episode like again when it cuts to the pod stuff it is they don't sugarcoat it's like a scary yeah. thing the clones and Plo Koon like well like the cinematography that they employ here is like a lot of wide shots of the pod itself to show that it's surrounded by nothing but scrap metal mm-hmm. and then close up shot and then yeah close up shots with Plo Koon and the pl- platoon. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> it, does, it definitely creates like this very this intense feeling of dread that you get. You're like, shit, what's out there? What's killing all the clones? And then when they do fight, like fight the droid, the escape pod killer, it's 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 just it's really intense because you're like, oh fuck, how are they gonna? The how are they? Glass is cracking. They don't have a lot of time because Plo Koon can resist the pressure of space for only so long. Yeah, I, I love Plo Koon, by the way. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really glad he has kind of a pretty decent role in the show but yeah. yeah like i like that he's one of those guys that like values clones as people too i'm yeah. all for clone rights again i love yeah the one clone is just like we're clones we're meant to be expendable and plo clone's like not to me and he because he cares he yeah cares. and that's another wonderful example of taking a character with very little depth and literally like what one or two scenes in the prequels and adding that depth adding that relatability and making think, him a genuine character yeah i don't think plo Koon said a fucking word in he didn't movies. he just exploded when like oh I'm yeah. covering my face from the I, explosion. I only remember Plo Koon because he was killed in Order 66. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, he meant nothing to me. And, like, in this episode, I'm like, oh, Plo Koon, you're, like, one of my favorite Jedi now because I love his de- – I've always loved his design. Yeah, his design's great. Yeah, I love the mask. I love his little, like, claw fingers. Uh, I love Plo Koon so much. And then, of course, I love – He's actually a very caring, wise general. I'd love to see a member of his race as a Sith. I feel like that would yeah. look pretty cool, like, using the claws to just – but yeah, close up he, combat. He's super cool. Um, speaking of Plo Koon, we we find out how Ahsoka yeah, he got to the Jedi. Yeah, he and Ahsoka have a very really interesting relationship that's pretty unique. Like she was just dicking around on her old planet. I think she mentioned she was an orphan, if I'm mistaken. Uh I don't remember, but yeah, I mean she could have, but yeah, she was like a nobody and Plo, Plo Koon found her and brought her to um the Jedi Temple. Um, so it was, it was kind of nice to have Ahsoka. Again, we get to learn more about Ahsoka, who wasn't that bad in this episode. Actually, I found, I found she was like a major improvement from past episodes. Like, she actually did stuff. She spoke her mind without coming off as like a chatterbox or annoying. Like, it, it, to me, it felt less like the I'm the annoying kid character and more of let me establish myself. I'm I'm fighting alongside you guys now. Well, I think it was, it was good because like there was definitely a level of like, like this really man Plo Koon means a lot to her. Like she she takes this very seriously. Like Absolutely. She's not cracking jokes. Like she's like, no, I want to save the guy that saved me. Uh, I'm this is not fun time. This is not a little baby rod of the hut. No, this is my 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 men, a mentor is on the line. I want to save their life. Yeah, and I think that level of maturity really shows, especially in her relationship with Anakin, just because again, she speaks out as he's talking to Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Mace Windu higher ups in the Jedi order themselves. And even says, fuck you. Let's rescue. And even Anakin's like, Ahsoka, like, and Anakin actually acts as a pretty good parent. Yeah. Actually, Anakin credit to Anakin. Cause like, I never got in the movie because we've only seen those two since the movie, in the movie. That was the only time we saw them. So like seeing them again, like, yeah, this episode really cemented Anakin as a mentor. Like, he's definitely teaching her, like, you can bend the rules. Like, for example, he's like, we're not taking the fleet to rescue Plo Koon. We're just taking a ship. Yes. And, he's, and Anakin's like, you you treat your elders, like Mace Windu Yoda, with respect. Like, yeah. And I think that's super interesting just because, again, Anakin's finally stepping into that parental role he was so, quote unquote, resistant about in the movie. And he's stepping into it very organically and very, very well. It's also really cool to see the side of Anakin because, like, even from the movies, we know Anakin is this hotshot, reckless. Again, whether the prequels did that well or not, we know Anakin is this hopeless romantic that loves Padme, but is this hotshot, good sword-wielding pilot. But now we get to see him as an actual mentor, like mm. teaching someone, which is like something you think would have been a big focus in the movie, which they tried to do, but it came off as more of like Anakin was annoyed with this brat. Yeah, yeah. And like here, again, it's done super well. And I especially love like... 
when they are about to rescue Plo Koon or like right before they do, there's like barely any sign that they're even alive. There's they're fighting for any amount of attention for these guys to notice them. And just barely, I think it's the explosion that makes him notice. But like Anakin's about to give up. Ahsoka's like, no, fuck you. I'm taking over. We're going over here because Plo Koon uses a force to go to Ahsoka and be like, hey, can you give us a ride? Kind of out in the void yeah. of space here. Um, and honestly, and it's actually cool because like Anakin when like up until the end when they have to escape the malevolence, like they did nothing. Like yeah. it was mostly just like if there were scenes that came back to them, it was mostly Anakin and Ahsoka just like Ahsoka talking about Plo Koon and what he means to her. Um which I think was a good I think that was a good move. It expanded upon the relationship between Ahsoka and Anakin because it was a quieter moment. Yeah. And gave a lot more focus to Plo Koon and the platoon. Yes. God damn it, I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> gave a lot more focus to Plo Koon and the platoon just so that they can like we can feel for them more because we haven't had any screen time with these characters. It's essential that we do in order to actually give a shit. Yeah. Um overall, I thought this episode was fantastic it, it's yeah. such it, it, oh my god and wait the malevolence shows up right after yeah. they rescue platoon the platoon and it's just there's this really cool chase sequence where they're flying out of yeah. this debris field um it's it's a fantastic it's got everything it's it's perfectly paced it bounces between the interaction between grievous and dooku plo Koon and his troops Anna Kasoka. There's a lot of quiet moments. It's able to capture the sense of dread. It's just, it's a, it's a great episode. And it's like, again, when they released the show, this was like the second episode of season one. It was, yeah. So like you watch, because you watch Ambush and then you watch this, and you're like, what? This is such a huge night quality. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a great episode. Yeah, just one last little thing. There's a shot at the end where we also see that power dynamic between Grievous and Dooku, where he's where Grievous is looking up at Dooku like, well, what do I do? And Dooku just walks away. Yeah. He just walks away. He's like, such a great he's shot. He's like, you fucking, you fucked up, Grievous. It's, oh, I love Good it. God. Yeah. Again, wonderful episode. That's part one of the Malevolence trilogy. Part two, Shadow of Malevolence. That's also a bit of a banger. It's a space. It's a space fleet episode where we're more or less just like, "Hey, here's the Republican fleet versus the Malevolence. Shit's about to go down. We're gonna fly over. We're gonna take out Grievous with these ships. Nothing's gonna go wrong. What the hell is up with these space whales?" Well, it, yeah. Let's. Um, so yeah. So the premise of the episode is basically Grievous. Now that the, everyone knows about the Malevolence, like in the previous episode. The Malevolence was like a secret weapon. Now it's not. The whole Republic knows. And so Grievous is like, okay, fine. I'm just going to fuck shit up. So he's like destroying Republic fleet after Republic fleet. And Duke is like, all right, we're going to attack this medical center. We will cripple the Republic. We will like destroy their offensive in the outer rim if we destroy this medical center. And we're just like, okay, I'm headed my way. Yeah. And Anakin, Plo Koon, and Ahsoka are like, all right, we're going to get some bombers. We're going to sneak through this nebula. And we're going to and we're going to cripple the malevolence so it can't destroy this medical fleet. And so that's the episode is it's this race from Grievous to go to the, the space and it's Anakin Ahsoka to get there first and stop Grievous. Um, most of the episode is Anakin Ahsoka and Plo Koon in this nebula trying to navigate through it. Yeah. Like I found it pretty interesting just because like. Actually, I found it kind of funny just because a couple of clones are just like, yeah, I'm buying drinks after this. Dead. Yeah, yeah, they just the second die. he says that, that's a, that is a friggin' death sentence. Put that on the man's coffin. He's gone already. Um, <laughs> Ten seconds into the episode. Yeah, it was pretty pretty stupid. I mean, so Anakin's idea is like, we'll, we'll drive through this nebula. It's fine. And then there's these whales. Yeah, space whales. Yeah, I never... Gas eaters, I believe they call them. Yeah, there's, there's whales in space. Whales. And... Some... It's weird. It, it kind of... It didn't, like, completely derail the episode for me, but at the same time, it's like... It was a... Why are, why are there space whales? Honestly, <laughs> like, to me, the episode was... The episode was fine. It was, it was a pretty decent episode up until when they get out of the nebula and the actual like battle commences um because the majority of the episode is just anakin ahsoka and plo koon is kind of joking around watching out for whales and grievous literally t- telling droids are we there yet like that's the episode no are we there yet no, no. are we there yet <laughs> and he kills one yes that's the episode which um well, is- there any, uh, 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, the ending's the best part, but, oh, like, yeah. cause, but my problem is I don't know what else to talk about because most of the episode is like, I mean, the nebula looks great. Like, it oh, visually yeah. looks great. Visually speaking, like, this show as a whole is great, but, like, the space scenes that they do in the Malevolence trilogy specifically just have such vibrant colors, beautiful planets in the background. Like, especially, it feels like a lively world. Especially in the nebula because you have this really, like, there's a couple cool shots. Like, there's this overshot where you see all the whales circling, like, the center of the nebula and the ship's trying to fly through. But, like, as much as I dislike the whales in this episode, that shot's pretty great. Yeah, and there's a couple, like, the cinematography, especially when, like, clones are trying to navigate through the whales is really good. Um, it's really interesting and fun to watch. Like, again, like, the, the nebula stuff is just visually engaging. Uh, it's visually great to watch. But that's that's it until they get out and then they have, have to attack the balloons. I think that's, like, the meat of the episode, even though it's last, like, what, Absolutely. five, seven minutes? Yeah, like, this episode, I would say, is more... It doesn't have as good of a pace as the last episode, but it's still not bad. Like, no, I the would... dialogue between soldiers, between Anakin and Ahsoka is pretty great. The, I mean, Grievous is all right in this episode. There's He's still definitely a bit of a threat, especially as he's ch- coming towards the medical bay. But most of the time, he's just kind of waiting around. He's just yeah. trying to, like, when am I going to get to blow sh- some shit up? But I love, like, um, there's a great... There, I think... The best part of Grievous in this episode is when the Republic fleet attacks Grievous, Grievous launches his fighters and it's not doing so well. And um, Grievous is like, fire the ion blaster at the clones. And droids are like, and the droids, like, there's still hundreds of droids in that thing. And Grievous is like, fire at my command. Like, he's like, fuck lives. I'm just here to kill things. God, that's why I love <laughs> Grievous. He's just, he gets it done. Well, Tries to get it yeah, done. Yeah, he tries to get it done. He'll and most of the time, he does succeed. Like, I gotta be honest, he does get results. Not here, but he gets results. Um, So, I, I, don't, I don't have much to say about m- m- the majority of the episode, but when it comes to, like, the assault... The assault itself is beautiful. I got a lot of, like, Yavin 4... The X wings coming in on the trench run. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not the same thing because there is no trench run. But it's no. like it's very similar. Like the small band of fighters that like lost a couple of men because of the whales and like they're being Fucking picked space whales off. So like okay, so Anakin's original plan was they wanted to bomb. They wanted to bomb the uh, bridge because they wanted to kill Grievous. But then like as they're going on, like they're losing so many clones. Yeah. And Ahsoka tells Anakin, like, Anakin, you can bomb the bridge. They use, like, three of the... They lose three of the seven ships that he brought along. Yeah, they lose a lot, and Anakin's like... And Ahsoka's like, you can get there, Anakin, because you're a great pilot, but nobody else can. We have to, like, change plans, which... Again, Ahsoka stepping up is, again, a welcome change for the character. This is what the relationship should have been, and I think this is what they tried to do in the movie. But failed, unfortunately. Anakin was a member, but when Anakin did shit, Ahsoka was able to call him out and be like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. And that's what the movie was trying to do, but it came off as annoying. Here, again, this is fine, because Ahsoka's like, Anakin, we we are not going to do this unless you... Alter your course. Yeah, because I think it's a different context as well, because Ahsoka did initially have, like, a personal stake in this with Plo Koo. Yes. And now that she, like, has the ability to fight not only alongside him, but strike this huge freaking blow against the Separatists, I think she's just a lot more driven as a whole in this epi- in these series of episodes. You definitely get, again, this is... A- this is really because, like, t- when the final battle, like, the strike is happening, like, there's a real sense of, like, oh shit, like, are, is Grievous gonna knock out this medical base? It's like, an onslaught of lasers upon yeah, fleeing you, clone medical ships. And, and clones are getting shot like that. Like, they're getting shot down like flies. Like, you get a sense that this ship is, is a destroyer. A killing machine. Again, it's a freaking menace, a malevolence, if yeah. you will. Um, so, yeah, the final strike where they're, like, trying to navigate, like, they're trying to get past these fighters, get past the ion beam, and then they have to fly past all these turrets on the ship. Again, so many lasers, so many lasers, so many lasers. It's just, on. again, it's just raining plasma upon these ships, and Anakin is bobbing and weaving right through these shots until finally they sneak right behind the ion cannon and they, and they and destroy. blow it up. Yeah. And what's interesting is... Towards the end of the episode, it's I think the last shot, Anakin is talking to like the person in charge of this medical base, and she's like, Congratulations, Anakin, you saved so many lives. And Anakin's like, I didn't save my pilots' lives. And you get a sense yeah. that 
Anakin really fucking feels guilty because he should. I mean, he should. He totally killed most of his guys, if not all of them. I think it was like Plo Koon, Anakin, Ahsoka, and maybe one other clone that got out. Everyone else died. Everyone died. Yeah, I mean, two clones because the gunner. But even so, it's it's a clone. They don't they don't have personalities, and they don't they do. But it, the one who wanted to buy the drinks didn't live. Let's just put it that but way. But the last shot of the episode is just like Anakin looking out at space with Ahsoka right behind him. And again, it's a really nice, quiet shot, mm-hmm. and it just ends on the episode. I'm like, damn, that's that's really nice, dude. Yeah, like it's a very bittersweet ending, which yeah. is well, it's well deserved. Too. Yes, it's because. Because, yeah, you did defeat Grievous, but you lost almost everybody. Yeah. If if you had not changed courses, you could have easily have lost everyone. This, and, it would have been a failure. And let's let's also clarify, the malevolence is still at large. Yeah. Even without that ion cannon, like, the turrets that that thing has, it has an arsenal, a legion of turrets upon it, like... Yeah, like, even though that ship has been crippled, like, it is still a threat. And, like, even afterwards, everyone's like, all right, guys, we got to take... Now the cruisers come in, and we still have to take it down. And there's a there's a slow chase. Um, but, yeah, you get a sense of, like, it's still a huge threat. And it, it's, it's, a, it's just, it's not over. The war's not over. No. And you get that sense of, like, yeah, even though this was a huge victory, you stopped this weapon, the war goes on. Yeah, and the war goes on the very next episode, which is destroy the malevolence which is a very 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 entertaining ride here again like i mentioned earlier more or less covers like this trilogy of episodes more or less covers a lot of what happens in usual star wars movies you have the space fleet battles you have the you have like individual rescues and here in this episode you have them sneaking on board the malevolence to try and destroy it from the inside out. But what happens before they get to that is Padme shows up. Oh, yeah. I, I'm Why not, is Padme here? Again, this reminded me a lot of the movie. Again, this again, it's not a problem, really. But like as soon as she showed up, I'm like, are we again in the last third of the storyline? Padme has to show up. And yeah. Be involved somehow. I don't know. She had no reason. She to didn't. Be there. Like, like, at least. In, OK. Not that I'm trying to justify the movie, but at least it's like, oh, it's a senator on Coruscant. You're trying to win. But like, what the fuck was she doing in this battle? She had zero. I, I think what happened was she was passing through. She didn't get the she didn't get the notification on space traffic three that there was a there was a collision in the middle of the air with the giant ass warship. I think what happened was like I think Count Dooku like baited her into a trap. And like the idea was once they captured Padme, the, the Republic would like cease firing mm. but i'm almost confident they only cease fire because his An- anakin was like let me go rescue her most of the generals were like uh let's it's one fucking senator let's just destroy the ship like that would not if it wasn't for anakin i don't think oh padme would be very dead i think padme would have died if anakin's like a very horrible painful death so yeah so padme gets captured by the malevolence right because the malevolence is trying to escape and anakin and obi-wan are like all right we gotta go rescue her um, with Ahsoka's not with them. It was just Anakin Obi Wan. It was just an. It, it's an Anakin Obi Wan episode, which is great. Cause it's we, so fun to see these two bounce off one another. Because again, you you're supposed to be like, are they best? Obi Wan's always like, we're best friends. You're like a brother to me, Anakin. And then again, these episodes, you, you really see like, yeah. yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I think this is the very first episode where we see these two playing off one another, like in an actual yes, mission. Which I agree. Is yeah. So nice to see them, like slicing up droids, scheming. We saw them in Hidden Enemy, but that, it was, but that it was a lot less involved. Yeah, it was mostly that was the focus on Rex and Cody. Where here it is the focus on. Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And, like, I just found it so interesting because Padme actually does pretty decently on her own in this episode. Like, like she doesn't get captured. She's never a damsel in distress. Well, she gets, like, she gets stuck in the hangar bay, but then, like, she's, like, hot-wiring her ship to explode. Yeah, exactly. Like, even then, she's not, like, uh, she's not, like, captured by anybody. She's not, like, held down or anything. She's She has enough wit and charisma. Charisma is not really in it. Regardless, she has enough wisdom to, like, get through hotwire her ship to try and like blow up grievous and like it almost works by the way this is like the only time we see grievous with his cape i know it's hard to animate capes 
It's I, because it burns up immediately. I just really like his cape. I, I did too. That's just a small note. I just like the cape. Anyway. You know, now that I think about it, why did he put on his cape for an intruder? I don't know. Like, he never wore it Maybe before. Maybe like, it's a senator. I have to look nice, I guess. <laughs> I have to look nice in order to murder her. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, why? Yeah, because I'm like, why would you have your cape on? <laughs> Past two episodes, you've been butt naked, but okay. Oh, my cape, it's got burnt in the explosion. For some reason, Grievous has, like, a slight Spanish accent. Do you notice that at all? No. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I can't unhear it after, like, listening to him. But regardless. So, anyway, so the entire episode is really just, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan going through the malevolence. Obi-Wan's trying to sabotage, like he did with the Death Star. And Anakin is rescuing Padme. Um, and that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> that's it. It's yeah. Morrison's running around the malevolence. We, we get a bit of a romantic, like, engage with Anakin and Padme, which, like, for people who haven't, haven't seen the prequels beforehand, basically children, it's like, oh, my God, these two are dating, actually? Yeah, I think they kissed. Yeah, they kissed, they right? Did, they made yeah. up. I mean, it was off screen, but it was very, very heavily implied that they made up. Yeah, because, like, even in the movie, like, it's implied, like, oh, do they like each other? And now it's like, no, they definitely Stop don't. talking. I wasn't going to do that, but... That, that's more or less what went down. Correct. Yes. Um, and that, oh, yeah, 3PO's here, too. Oh, yeah, my favorite character. <laughs> I that's love right. Her. He just gets dicked on by every mode of transportation within the ship. Yeah, poor 3PO. He's actually, he's a, he's, I'm not even kidding. He's, like, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. He's good. He's a he's, good boy. He's just a little... He's klutzy. He's klutzy. <laughs> so Anakin Obi-Wan. I love how Obi-Wan tries to save him. And then, and then yeah, he, fails completely. He literally just like, dunk, into a and tree. Obi and Obi-Wan doesn't even, he's just like, <laughs> okay, whatever. It's, it really, Obi-Wan's like, whatever. Um, I was actually really hoping for like a showdown between Grievous and Obi-Wan. There was a bit of a showdown. Like, not like a straight up lightsaber fight, but there was, there was a clash. I was, I was really... <sighs> It was a missed opportunity, but that, but a lot happened in this episode to the defense. I actually do really like Obi-Wan when he's surrounded by a bunch of droids and he confront and he's confronted by Grievous and he literally just bowls with the uh Yeah, with the droid keys. Yeah, he dro he, he throws the droid keys through and he's just like strike, double and turkey. Dude, I actually I think uh, I love so even though I'm not a fan of the way the droids are played off too much as comedic is, is like comedic properties. Oh my god, the bat. That's right, when he's just like, they're the Jedi, shoot them, wait, no! And then they immediately get their blasters deflected at him and he tie him in. I told you! I freaking love the droids, man. I can't I can't not like their comedic antics. But what I do like is that they're so useless and powerless that Grievous does not fucking care if he kills all of them. Yeah. Like, that, like to me, I think, that to me is clever, because like they've established these droids are pretty worthless and stupid and clumsy and then and grievous just doesn't fucking care if he dies. they're literally like, cannon fodder to him yeah like honestly i think that just establishes the kind of character that grievous is too like it establishes his superiority he is not just another droid he is a goddamn commander and he has a presence here um yeah so it was uh, so for that. That honestly is the majority of the episode. We get a cool, we get another cool chase sequence at the mm -hmm. end. Anakin, Obi Wan, and Padme meet up. Oh man! And they fly out of the hangar. And Anakin, little do they know, Anakin hotwired the malevolence. So if it gets to hyperspace, it crashes immediately into a moon. I yeah, the droids were freaking the fuck out. They're like, oh my god, we're gonna die. I don't wanna die. And literally, <laughs> but like, and which was cool because like, so another great thing is like so. Count Doom calls Grievous as like General, how's it going? Grievous is like he hangs up on he just him. Hangs up. He's like, Dooku is pissed. Yeah, Dooku. Dooku's like, all right, Grievous, how's it going? Grievous just hangs up and flies away. He's like, I'm not dealing with this right now. Even a droid's just like, I think he did it himself. And it, it, you just see like an extreme close up on Dooku's eyes, like narrowing down. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Like it is intimidating. Like Dooku is not. Ha and I mean, he shouldn't be like he lost the super secret weapon. Secret weapon and like one of the best weapons the Separatists have easily. I, what's actually really cool is I don't think for I think there are smaller weapons the Separatists have built as the show goes on smaller like lo low scale weapons but they never develop a weapon quite like the Malevolence like this was seriously was like 
it would have revolutionized, changed the war entirely to the Separatist's favor if yeah. it had been kept a secret and, like, not been stopped by the Jedi. Yeah. What's also actually really cool about, again, this doesn't really tie in the episode, but about the ship itself, like, it doesn't have a fleet. It's just on its own. It it's, doesn't need a fleet. It's the same. I mean, it's a massive ship, but it's just, it, it's on its own. Like it's easily the size of like I want to say two, maybe three star destroyers. Yeah, it's a big ass ship. So like, yeah, it makes sense why it doesn't have a fleet. But like, it's just a testament to the power it has. Like, yeah. it's just this. It's a fleet killer. And then it just gets crashed into it a crashes moon. into a moon, uh, which I thought was was pretty com- comical and i love how grievous doesn't like explode in anger like he he shows frustration with the droids for sure like uh and then he realizes that he's just lost and there's nothing that he can do about and it he just leaves it just yeah he leaves there's no like yelling there's no curse you jedi or anything like that like he, he was kind of mustache twirling earlier on but like here we see that he can be calm collected he's realized he's lost and he just needs to leave yeah um and so we get that we get a nice happy ending. The Republic won. This is this is where Shadow of the Mudbloods had like kind of that bitter sweet ending. Um, this definitely had a very like happy up. Like we won the war. Not the war's over, but we we defeated the Separatists. It's a huge step for the Republic yeah. though. Like defeating a massive weapon like this, like it's a reason to celebrate. For yeah. Sure. So it was it was a it was a nice. Uh, that's kind of it. I, like I said, I really those two the last two Mudbloods episodes really were fun. Uh, and they were good. I wouldn't say they were bad, but they didn't stand out compared to like rising malevolence. Yeah, rising malevolence, destroying. Uh, I think the real weakest link here is definitely shadow of the malevolence. Yeah, but like because I think destroy the malevolence is also. Oh, excuse me. Got some water in my system. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think destroying malevolence has some really great moments, especially when they're sneaking around trying to like get a little bit of espionage or hack the ship itself like i, I loved those moments in destroy malevolence shadow malevolence or sorry rise of the malevolence is also a really great episode yeah. as we've stated but like I, I i do think that shadow's weakest link just because most of the episode it, it's just traveling through space like yeah come on. which is fine you get some cool funny interactions but like i'm to me it's i i prefer stuff that like shadow where it's much more about the atmosphere uh, and and these small character moments. Again, my favorite episode, my favorite part of Rising Malevolence was just like the last shot of where just oh, Anakin yeah. Soko. So overall, I thought this trilogy was was awesome. Yeah, this was a wonderful three parter and a real like true return to form I, as far as the Clone yeah. Wars qualities go. If if I'm being honest, I don't know why this wasn't made into the movie. Same here, dude. Like you, it makes so much more sense. It flows much better than the film that we got. I would argue that it still would suffer from like because again, it would have to like Frankenstein it, so yeah. like, it would still suffer from editing, pacing problems. But for them again. M- I can't, I like Ahsoka much more. I like Anakin's. It's just much more. Um, it's just. It's also just much more cinematic. It's like much, there's more yeah. meaningful shots in here. Every angle of every shot just means something, and it's beautiful to look at. Yeah. So um, this arc was great. Uh, moving on, uh, we got rookies with our favorite clones. Domino Squad, baby, they're back. They're here. They're kicking ass. Yeah, so this episode's a Domino Squad focused episode, which is great. Love their the, very first episode. Yeah, so here. like, well, Clone Cadets we talked about last time. That was like their first episode again in chronological order, in release order. Rookies was the first episode they were props, which is so confusing. But I like, know, I'm, I'm, which is why I'm glad we're going chronological because like this just makes more sense. Yeah, so we have we got Domino Squad, and what happens? The premise is so Republic they're trying to find General Grievous, um, and General Grievous is planning this big attack on Kamino, mm-hmm. which is the homeworld of the clones. That's where they make the clones. But to do so, he needs to take out this, the Rishi outpost, this moon, this outpost that will alert Kamino that there's an invading force. Mm. Once he takes it out, then the Scepters can move in and uh, wipe out the, 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 the Kamino. A very solid strategy. Yeah, so that's what General Grievous sends, like, we'll talk about them later, but these commando droids... They sneak Those in. Are, they're probably my favorite droids. Yeah, they sneak in, take out the Rishi outpost, and Domino's squad with Captain Rex and Cody, they team up, and they go to try and retake the outpost. And that's the episode. Uh, it's, it's, I would argue, 
one of the best episodes in the entire show. Yeah, this it, was this was a freaking powerhouse of an episode. This episode is phenomenal. Um, it it does everything right. It's brilliantly paced. Each character is well defined, especially after seeing Clone. Yeah, so it, it doesn't help that like again watching again even if you didn't watch this in order. But it does help watching clone cadets and heavy like, oh, look, I recognize heavy Echo fives cut up like I recognize all these clones um, and that I've, that I've grown with. So it's it's cool to see them. It's cool to see Rex and Cody, who you also bonded mm-hmm. with. Um, and it's, it's great. I want to. It's wonderful seeing Rex and Cody interact with the Domino Squad, too. Like, I, I feel like that doesn't happen too often. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen the entirety of the show. But like, this is the first time we're seeing them interact like early on and it's so damn cool it's it's especially fucking hard-ass rex he's like oh bad at he's like this, this just smells weird he's, he's like the over-the-top badass yeah. with those two pistols uh, i love captain rex he's so badass he's so friggin cool and then cody with his rifle it's rad i mean cody isn't as cool as rex i i, I love rex oh they Game definitely on. made rex into like the badass clone yeah because he's like he's he's blue fordo that's basically yeah. what he is yeah Oh yeah, I definitely thought he was Fordo when I when the original show came out. But anyway, so um, before we talk about the clones, since they are the focus of the episode, I really want to talk about the commando droids. Oh my god, they're such a goddamn menace! This, I love them so much. This is what I want from the droids. These droids are they're fucking terrifying. Yeah, these things are. They're they're like ninjas. They yeah. like jump all around. They shoot. Um, they're actually accurate. They like change their voices. Yeah, voice modulation. They're actually able to like hide behind cover. Like take str- take strategic leaps and like it like. Stri- oh my god, I, I I'm like having a brain fart here because it's so goddamn cool. But like they're just able to assassinate every one of high command in that clone base, and it's so. Mm. So yeah, so they're like taking out Rishi. There's at one point, like I think a droid, like one of the clones, shoots the droid commando like a few times, and then the droid just gets just back gets up and like, like a goddamn slasher villain. And I'm like, oh fuck, these things are terrible. Like, yeah, these like the way they even entrance, like they just like the sh- the sp- escape pod crashes. They're them for the, meteors. This media, this meteor crashes, and then you just see uh, this light open from this like rock, the spaceship, and these droids just come out and they just like charge right at they are terrifying i love these droids yeah like because they're because they are actually like very present in number like there's at least it's at least like a five to one as far as like droids to clones here and the only way they can be killed is getting shot in the head yeah which is actually really again it's kind of like i like them because it's cool to see like oh you don't have to shoot them like once or twice again i just like the fact that these droids are are actual powerful like these are serious threats yeah and they have a freaking mind to them like one of them at some point to like puts on a clone's armor of like the sergeant that comes over to check in on the domino squad who promptly gets murdered by three droids at once yeah god that was such a bad scene anyway um he puts on the armor the voice modulator changes to the sergeants no problem the Rex and Cody are barely able to tell the difference until he says Roger Roger. Like honestly, this felt like a mixture. Like you have elements of the thing with like like camouflage. You have elements of a slash movie. Like one of the droids is like a sword and he slashes at clones. God, he does have a sword. Like it's a there's a, like a these droids are a mixture of a lot of like horror tropes of movies all mixed into this one terrifying machine. It's so well done. And like zombies, slashers, the thing. I'm telling you, oh my god, I, these droids are so cool. Yeah, and honestly, the only way that Domino Squad is able to escape is like they lock the droids behind a blast door, get a vault, get a vent open and then go outside. Yeah, and at they, first, like, they lose a worm that eats cut up. Oh yeah, so cut Cut up dies in such a bitch fashion. Yeah, like so they set up cut up and clone, clone cadets. Okay, all right. Are we done talking about clone droids? Yeah, yeah, we're done talking about droids. They're so fucking cool. Okay, but yeah, you you guys get the idea. Anyway, so let's talk about the clones. So cut up, yeah, cut up dies. Which he dies like a bitch. They they like they build him up and clone cadets is like, oh, you're the comedic, you're the funny guy, and then he just dies. It's it's the death of comedy. There is no fun to be had here. And I'm just like, oh. Okay. 
Oh my god, they killed Kenap! You bastard! Yeah, it, he, he dies pretty unceremoniously. I remember the first time I watched this, I didn't even know he had a name until I watched Clone Cadets, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, that he's got a name! Yeah. Huh. I gotta be honest, I forgot that that was cut up until one of the clones said it. I'm just like, oh, that sucks. Oh, well, at least the cool ones are still here. Yeah, so we still have Echo 5's Heavy, um, and they all get good screen time. They get a good amount of screen time, for sure. Um, like, I, I think Heavy has, like, a really clever idea of, like, lighting a flare immediately afterwards. Signals Rex as he's, like, talking to that sergeant droid from earlier. That triggers a huge action scene, and it's just like, oh, shit, we're going to get... We're going to get murdered. We gotta hide behind that. We gotta jump off the ledge because they get outnumbered like that. Yeah, again, these clone com- like the, the droid commandos like overwhelm C- Cody and Rex. They meet up with Heavy and Echo and Fives, and and they, and they talk. They meet up. It's cool, and it's actually cool to see like Rex, who's clearly like this veteran. And he's like rookies. Like you're just a bunch of rooks. You're shinies. Yeah. That's what he calls them, shinies. I especially love his clever idea of just like, all right, take the helmets off right now. We need to make sure we can trust you. Yeah. And like their initial shock of like, wait, what? Like they don't even know how the potential of these commando droids yeah. up until like Rex does that. So they, they formulate a plan. Oh yeah. And then a worm comes out and Rex shoots it in the goddamn head. <laughs> yeah. Rex takes one shot and kills it. And Rex again, smells the blood. I'm Captain Rex. Badass. Uh, we, we're gonna nice t- shot. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Rex is like this over the top. <laughs> I'm imagining my head cannon is now that like cut up still in there, like digesting, and he's like, guys, I'm fine. Can you dig me out? Can you help? I know one of you has a knife. It's so dark in here. So <laughs> the clones they team up and they and they sneak back into the Rishi outpost and they t- they kill the clamp. Com- they take the commandos by surprise and they kill the commandos. But then General Grievous is like, let's send a, a battalion to make sure that outpost is ours. Oh, my God. And Rex yeah. and Rex are like, shit, we have to fight these clones. But at the same time, we can't alert the Republic that Grievous is on his way. And so the clones are like, we're going to have to blow up the base. That's the only way we can sig- signal to the Republic that Kamino is about to be invaded. So they, they set up these mines. And at one point... They're fighting off the droids. There's this really cool battle, this last stand, and they're like, okay, we got to get out of here. The space is about to explode, and Heavy is like... Heavy needs to make sure that it goes off, otherwise it can be taken out by the droids. Heavy's like, I'll make sure... uh, I'll make sure you guys get out of here, and I'll I'll detonate the bomb. So Rex's like, all right, don't... Rex tells Heavy, don't be a hero. And he's a hero. And Heavy gets this minigun. He starts killing droids. And I think my favorite moment in the entire show, and I've seen the show all the way through multiple times. Do we take prisoners? I don't. And he blows up the thing, kills yes. all the droids. It's so fucking cool. I love heavy. Honestly, that one moment, like, damn, you are so cool. I remember I watched it with my little brother, and he cried because it was, oh, it was beautiful, dude. Like, just that. heavy could not have gone out in a better fashion, especially after having been built up in clone cadets. Like, we see him evolve as like a leader and someone to look up to and for him to just fall in the line of duty where he wanted to protect his brothers he wanted to protect the republic yeah think about this growth this came it, coming from clone cadets he was ne- he was all about let me do this solo i'm the strongest clone i can do this on my own to i'm going to risk my life for my brothers yeah and i like it's self sacrifice man god it's such a great again just his sacrifice is, is easily the best death in the show in my opinion it's yeah. so cool it's so heroic and that effect isn't really or isn't like fully felt up until fives and echo get rewarded by anakin and obi-wan and he's just like i'd be more than happy to fight alongside you which is interesting because if you remember from clone cadets they wanted to separate from domino squad because they felt that those that they worked better together than with the rest of the team yeah and like at the end of the day they got what they wanted but at the they loss. lost their brothers. They lost cut up. They lost heavy. They lost their friends. They lost their brothers. Yeah. Their family. Like it's With just all due respect, sir. We failed our mission. And so, Echo and Heavy, like, it's cool that you know they're now fighting on the front lines, but at the same time, they're like, damn, this is the cost of war, and we lost everyone. It's literally just Echo and Fives left. Um, Such a beautiful ending again, and it's really cool because like. 
again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but as the show goes on, we follow these clones. Like, we follow Rex. And I think what's even more important is Rex says, welcome to the 501st, which is a nice nod if you've played Battlefront 2 or if you know the organization 501st. Uh, I love, so I'm a big fan of those guys. Um, but it's cool to hear that. And then it's cool. I mean, once we're introduced to the 501st, we meet so many new clones. Yeah. And we really follow the 501st. And there's so many arcs with just those clones doing shit. It's so cool. But until we do, the Domino Squad has become the dynamic duo. Yeah. And honestly, like, again, that's such a bittersweet thing. Like, I loved Heavy. I liked Cut Up. Yeah, you, you're you're with Heavy. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. You're with Heavy for two episodes, and he's, damn, just... Like, yeah, he his was death is so cool. Yeah, he yeah he definitely was like the protagonist of this episode. Like mm-hmm. it res- revolved around him. Like he was the point of view character. Like the tragic thing is he wanted to see some action in the ep- in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, they made fun of him because Heavy was like, "This is so boring. This is a boring uh, mission. We're doing nothing." And then like he got action, but like at the cost of his life. <laughs> I'd rather die than be this bored. Well, well wish granted. Wish granted. Heavy. <laughs> I, you know, I thank God they can just the writers feel totally comfortable killing these three dimensional clones like, like that. Like, it's so difficult, I find, for a lot of writers to have that kind of gall to do. I would especially say for like a family show. Again, oh, like yeah. when you watch shows like Game of Thrones, it's like writers don't fucking care, but like. Again, like if I watch Adventure Time, like they're very like if the, if, they, if a character does die, it's very calculated. I almost feel that it's like it, yeah, it's very calculated, but like it's almost more impactful just because death yeah to major happen. characters just doesn't happen. But in Clone Wars, like I think one of the cool things is like you get attached to these clones, and when they do die, it's a sense of loss. But at the same time, you're like it's war. Like people fucking die all the time. That's partly why I love this show so much is that it's willing to treat you like an adult. And so I think it's so the show does benefit. Like yeah, obviously characters like Anakin Obi Wan, they're, they're they're they have plot armor. They won't die. But clones like Rex, they're expendable. For, at the end of the day, for we, like for the most part, we don't know if Rex is going to come out. Ahsoka, we we don't know if you're going to come out. There's and mo- again, most, don't watch Rebels. For most of the clones, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen to them. So, like, it's not only easy for us to get invested because when writers, they have entire episodes like this just to focus on them, you feel fucking miserable when they all die. You're like, God yeah. damn it. It's just, it, it really hits you in the heart. This episode, brilliantly done. This batch of episodes, I feel, is probably yeah. our best yet, I think. So, yeah, I, honestly, Shadow of the Malevolence was great. And then, no, I mean, Rise of the Malevolence. Yeah, right. Shadow was the most weak part, you degenerate. Sorry, Rise of Malevolence <laughs> is great. Just like, it's a great episode, but like rookies in terms of characters, uh, the sheer horror of the commando droids, the sacrifice, that the action. It's a fantastic episode. It's mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites. Uh, it, these four were great episodes. I loved all of them. Like, I'm so... Uh, love this show so much yeah seriously i can't wait to keep going here man like i'm only just getting in uh, just getting into like the beginning of it I, obviously i've seen the show before but like it's a nice refresher because it's been like a solid couple of years since i've like yeah. gone through a majority of these episodes but man yeah i think that's going to be it for this week at ladies and gentlemen tune in next week where we will watch downfall of a droid duel of the droids bombad jedi and the cloak of darkness should we watch... Uh, oh, never mind, because the next one is Lair of Grievous. We're absolutely adding that one onto the list. Yeah, because that's like a three-episode arc. I, I feel like we should just watch those five episodes. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, so just to double tap there, Downfall, Duel of the Droids, Bombad Jedi, Cloak of Darkness, and Lair of Grievous. All right, y'all. That's going to that's gonna be it from us here at the Clone War Room. I've been Soupy Max. I'm Gavin. And, uh, yeah... Tune in next week. Same time, same Star Wars time, same Star Wars place. Have a good one, everybody. Good job.